G'day, welcome to Partakers and our series, Wow Jesus. In this series, we are looking together at who Jesus Christ was, what Jesus Christ did, and why does Jesus Christ matter some 2,000 years after his earthly life. In our last two studies, we have looked together at Jesus Christ being fully human, and Jesus Christ being fully God. And last time we concluded with this question. Why would Jesus Christ of Nazareth need to be both fully man and fully God? And so what does that have to do with us? One of the church fathers, Anselm, wrote this. God's salvation plan for humanity involved triumphant victory over sin, over death and the grave. However, throughout history, no person could be found that was eligible or capable to do just that. And so, because of this, God himself stepped into human history so that that victory over sin, death and the grave could be achieved. This God-man would be fully human, so as to live every feature of humanity, including suffering and death. This God-man would also need to remain fully God, so as to defeat sin, death and the grave. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, being sinless, was this God-man, fully God, fully human, because he consisted of those two complete natures simultaneously. So, what does all that mean and what does it have to do with us some 2,000 years after Jesus' death on the cross? Firstly, it means that God himself has taken on the responsibility for our sins. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, on the cross, bore our sins, even though he himself was sinless, and he therefore became sin for us. And so by doing this, we are drawn to him in a personal way. God has shown that he loves us and wants us to be in a relationship with himself. Secondly, it means that God has bridged the gap between the supernatural and the natural, between the infinite and the finite, in order to show us what he is truly like. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, as God in person, gives us a focal point to respond to. God does not compel us to love him, but rather invites people to love him in a dynamic relationship with himself. And lastly, it means that God is one, and therefore there could only be one incarnation. And by doing away with the incarnation, that is Jesus at his birth and being fully God and fully human, how then could God's salvation plan be fulfilled? Well, it could not be. If Jesus Christ was not fully God and fully human, 
then Jesus Christ would be part of the problem and therefore need to be redeemed himself. So God would need a saviour. And that's certainly an untenable proposition. And yet, our inquisitive human minds ask yet another question. How can somebody have both nature's deity and humanity? This was another question asked in the early church. And another of the church fathers, Athanasius, said this about it. In the Incarnation, there was no subtraction of deity, but rather an addition of humanity. By this, he meant that Jesus, while being fully God, did not lose any of that divinity when he became human. Instead of losing anything, Jesus, being fully God, gained humanity. And this divine and human nature unity is called a hypostatic union. Early church councils affirmed Jesus' two natures as well as his personal unity. We have much to be thankful for to the early church fathers. This is the final part of this particular segment of studies looking at the how, why and what of Jesus of Nazareth. It is our prayer that you may have grown a little in your knowledge of God and that you are a little bit closer to him. Come back soon to www.partakers.co.uk where every day something new is uploaded to help you follow Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you.